B. Mitch and Finley, 1067, the fan. Right now, very excited to talk to our friend, a Super Bowl MVP, and arguably the man with the biggest hands on the planet, Mr. Doug Williams. Douglas. Doug, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining us. No, it's my pleasure, man. <laughs> you you adding all those adjectives to me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I've seen a lot of people's hands over the years. <laughs> Who has bigger hands than you? Nobody. Oh, I don't know. I got some pretty good sized hands, though. I, I would say that. <laughs> I, when when you went through the combine and the pre draft process and all that stuff, were they doing hand measurements back then? Well, first of all, JP, let me tell you this: I'm too old to have gone through a combine. We didn't have combines <laughs> back then. <laughs> um, well. Doug, as somebody that has written a lot of blogs about combines, you should go through it now just to get your hands measured, just to maybe set a new record. Yeah, I, I see the kid from Florida got some big hands for sure. Um, <laughs> how, how are you, man? How are you enjoying the off season? I know you're busy as heck during the season. I'm, I'm curious if you allow yourself a little downtime. Uh, you know what? I have a little bit, you know, since the Super Bowl, those three weeks was like a – uh, a whirlwind, and then we had the Legacy Bowl down in New Orleans and come home, and then my girls was in the playoff. They was fortunate enough to win the state champion uh, in Virginia. So that was been, been a good good month, let me say that. Did Great you get month. a chance to go to Zachary when you were down I in New not. Orleans? Uh, everybody came to the game, so okay. I saw everybody. I, I would have loved to have gone to Zachary, man, but, you know, them two-a-day practices and, and meeting in the evening with those guys, it was, it was tough to get away. Oh, yeah. Um, so – now that you're you're perhaps able to settle in a little bit, and there was obviously major news yesterday, and you know I, I understand that your role with the Commanders may limit kind of some of what you can talk about around the league, but are are you surprised with a player like Lamar Jackson and his ability, a guy that's won an MVP award, that he did not at least has not so far gotten a long term contract. Well, you know what? I think we all surprised. I mean, I was reading some comments with even J.J. Watts, you know, made a comment yesterday, and he's surprised. You know, you got a, a talent like Lamar, uh, but, you know, Baltimore does what, you know, what they do. That's their organization. We can't say nothing about that. But it's hard to believe that it, there's a lot of teams in this league could could use <laughs> uh, Lamar Jackson. That's the part that, you know, probably I don't understand. Nobody is calling and, and trying to make deals or what have you, but – you know, we're in the NFL. Anything is possible. Yeah, I think that's just a little ploy right now, but they're going to start calling soon. Oh, I think so, too, eventually. <laughs> I think they wanted everything to settle down. Um, I was more surprised at, at the uh, non-inclusive uh, tag more than anything. I think that's the part that got me. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And then, um, I, you know, I wanted to just throw some numbers out there. Um, like, in 1980... Or, you know, let's go to 1979. Uh, Remember, Jay, I was 11 then. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Y'all telling my age. <laughs> Doug, I'm just saying, for some of the success you had, which was significant, and you had a huge arm and could go deep, and I, I believe that Tampa team that went 10-6, and six, I think you all got to an NFC title game before some injuries. Exactly. Um. Daniel Jones just signed a contract for $42 million per season. What what is what is a former Super Bowl MVP quarterback's reaction when you hear those numbers? Born yeah. too soon. I was about to say the exact same thing. 
<laughs> Why could y'all hold off a little bit? <laughs> hey, 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 there's no other way to explain it. I mean, for me, no. I mean, and, and I look at it, but I look at a lot of guys that came before me, too. They're probably saying the same thing. And, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. The, the economics of the league is, has gone way up, skyrocketed. I mean, I think it says when you see all these guys and the money that they make, that's, that's what the league is now. I always say this, uh, Doug. I say if you see those guys making that type of money, just imagine what the owners are making. Well, nobody's <laughs> going to pay their workers that kind of money if they're not making There money. you go. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, man, I can't believe they're making all that money. If they paying it, believe me, the person that's paying and, them can afford it. And I think it. that's what we all had to do. All, from, a, from an ex-player to the fans, we got to look at it for what it's worth. You know, if, if they're paying a guy this type of money, they got to be making some t- some kind of type of money, too. So, I think it all works out. Certainly. Certainly. I, I mean, the economics of the league are, are such that everybody's getting paid. Everybody's getting paid. Let's let's talk about what we think the quarterback situation is going to be here in Washington. Uh, we're talking with Super Bowl MVP Doug Williams here on the BetQL guest line. What, Doug, you've been around him now for a year. What are, what are your kind of – Expectations, or, or or what have you learned about Sam Howell, second year passer? Well, well, let me say this. You know, I got an early glimpse of Sam in training camp. You know, and I like what I saw then. But you know, during the whole season, you know, you really don't get a chance to to work because if you're not the second team guy, you you don't get any work whatsoever. Yeah. No more than what you work on your own. Uh, the one game that he played this year, I, I thought. Uh, for a guy being on the sideline for a whole year came in, I think he did a, a admirable job of doing that. And I think um, we got something to work with. Uh, I look at Sam, and, and what I say about Sam is the fact that he has um, what a lot of people call quarterback moxie. And, and quarterbacking is more than just getting back there throwing the ball. You got to have some feel for the for the game, the pocket, and the awareness, and uh, all where you are and, and when to do certain things. And he he exhibited that in in the, in the Dallas game by making some moves. I remember the TD run that he had. No you know, shoulder. Yeah, as 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 quickly you know he realized he didn't have anything, but he saw an opening, and next thing you know his foot was in the ground. He was getting upfield. You know that that's the kind of stuff you look for in a guy like Sam. Now you know he got a whole year. Um, you know he's gonna get the ball coming out the dugout. Uh, I think that in itself give you an opportunity to tell a little more about him. Well, Doug, I'm going to take you somewhere. Like, you got a new offense coordinator here, a guy that's known to basically hold people accountable. Now, you play for a coach. Uh, you know, Coach Rob never, ever told you anything negative. They yelled at you and said you was doing something wrong if you did something wrong, right? I wouldn't know I wouldn't know no other way to be coached. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think we all got to get out of the, you know, how you talk to people and stuff like that. You know, I watch the enemy. You know, I sit down. I've talked to the enemy. You know, he's a guy that coach you hard. I mean, if you can't be coached hard as an athlete, uh, you don't need to be playing this game because when the coaches get on you, it's not about you personally. It's about what you did on the field. And I think at the end of the day, everybody wants you to do better than what you did. And I think that's where, where he coming from, yep. and, and that's where his hard coaching comes from. And, and you know, the players are competitive too. They, they get caught up in emotion, so it looks like it's more than what it really is at times. 100%. What did you think of the the Eric Bieniemy hire, Doug? Like, what I don't know how much involvement you had in kind of your new role over there, but I'm sure you've got to speak and talk to him now, plenty. 
Yeah, you know, that's the good part about it, having an opportunity to sit down with him at breakfast, even this morning, sitting down with him at breakfast. Uh, last week he came into my office. We sat down for about a half hour. You know, it's good talking to him and, and talking about some of the players that he's been coaching and things like that and, and knowing that, you know, this guy coming in here with the idea of, of making us a better football team. And I think the players are hyped about by every enemy because I think everybody feels like there's no doubt in my mind that uh, he probably should not should should be a head coach in the National Football League right now, but he's not. He's our offensive coordinator, and, and you know we're looking forward to it. And, and I know Terry and and and, and Dotson and, and all those guys are looking forward to to having a guy that, that can create some stuff for them. And I think he understands that the receivers and the people they have in place. Uh, uh, receiver that can stretch the field, and I think that's what we have to have to do. Yeah, I, I like uh, the thing with uh, Eric coming in, and like Coach, we had Coach R. Reed on yesterday, and he said Eric wants everybody to be great, and he's going to coach you that way to, to try to afford that. But I think we've gotten into an era where, like you said earlier, you know, some people are going to talk to you in a different way, and you you were with Wayne Severe on our Coach Gibbs team, right? <laughs> So yes. <laughs> Coach Gibbs didn't say a lot, but Wayne sure in the hell said everything that you that you probably didn't want to hear, but you heard anyway. And I think the, a lot of these coaches understand like, they need somebody like that. Good cop, bad cop. Say it like that. Well, you know, we we talk about Eric. You can call him good cop or bad cop, but he's a, he's a cop that wants you to do right. That's what I'm saying. And wants the team to do well. And I think that's the bottom line. This whole we forget how he talks to you. Let's look at what what he wants you to do, and this is the right thing to do. And I think that's the that's what he tried to do. Yep, um, Doug, I'd like to ask you a personal question, if you don't mind. We're speaking with Super Bowl winning MVP, Mr. Doug Williams. You mentioned sitting down with Eric Bieniemy at breakfast and kind of getting to know him. I, it made me think. What does Doug Williams like for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? And, and and I think Ron one morning came. He said, "You eat the same thing every morning." I said, "Yeah." You know I, what is it? I, I go in there and get me three. I'm, I eat three eggs, either scrambled, either medium or hard, and and about four strips of bacon and avocado and tomatoes, and that's my breakfast. That's a good breakfast, man. That sounds. Uh, now I, I'm. No, I'm, that's all. That's all like Miss Williams say. Hey, look, you gonna eat. <laughs> You gonna eat something else? You just gonna be eating all hey, that hey, crap. I mean, it's, it, four, four <laughs> strips of bacon notice, is a lot. When he says like avocado, avocado helps. I'm trying to keep them off. Hey, when he said avocado, I'm like, okay, somebody else was involved with that. <laughs> you know, we didn't know nothing about that in Zachary. Hell no. <laughs> how, how many avocados did you eat as a young man growing up in Louisiana? Didn't Doug? even know it was. A, it was a, I didn't even know what the hell that was. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Doug, I, I I wanted to ask you this because you've held a lot of various roles with the Commanders organization over the years. Um, we had Andy Reid on the program yesterday, uh, right. and, and Andy's always great and remembers Brian from his playing days and always calls in, and he's and he's terrific. And every time we have him on, I ask if he'd be willing to trade Patrick Mahomes to the Commanders. Um, regardless <laughs> of what your role may be now, if I could facilitate that trade, would you help me make it happen? What, what they want? They want the team? <laughs> Just whatever you want. Fine. Yeah. Do they want the team? The whole team or what? Hell yeah. Hey, okay, whatever you want. What you, hey, what you what you do with them? You you just roll out the roster and say pick who you want, and then we go from there. <laughs> when you watch some of these young quarterbacks, you watch a guy like Mahomes, uh, maybe Burrow in in Cincinnati. Maybe it's Lamar. Maybe it's Josh Allen. 
and and you start to think historically, where do you think these guys start to rank? Specifically, a guy like Mahomes when you're looking at the big picture of the NFL. Well, I, I think you know number one, you you pick Mahomes, and then the rest of them, you know, I think you can fill in wherever you want to. You know, Joe Burrow's man is is a guy that he seemed like a guy. Joe Cool, what they call him, that's exactly who he is. And it seems like he can score anytime he wants to. And uh, Josh Allen scares you because you don't know what he's going to do. He might run over you, run away from you, throw a TD pass. You don't know what, what he's going to do. And Lamar Jackson is, is what he is, you know. You got so many good young quarterbacks, especially in the AFC, man. And, and Herbert over at San Diego. Sure. You know, they just need to find a way to get some defense and stuff to work with them. It's, it's, it's scary. The beat, when you look at it realistically. Um, Doug, I, I do want to ask you before we go, I, I know, I mean, just, you know, knowing you a bit, how big of a guy you are and how much you beat up your body playing pro football. <laughs> and, but, dude, I, I and know. In those, those dogs, too. Feet. <laughs> I, I know that working with the Good Feet store is really helping you kind of maintain a, a healthier lifestyle for your, your knee problems, your feet problems, back pain. What is Good Feet doing for you now, and, and what are you trying to help share the word on? Well, well let me say this. You know, and, and, you know, growing up, I didn't know anything about your feet and stuff like that. And even as a player, you know, I, I didn't take care of my feet or whatever. You figured they'd last a long time. But as you get older, you realize that if you don't have your good feet, you're in trouble. <laughs> and um, I was introduced to Mr. Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, you know, came to me and Cotton, who owns the Good Feet in this area, and uh, we met really about over three years ago down in Richmond at training camp and had no idea. You know, we talked and, and exchanged number, whatever. And this year, about, what, eight months ago, I got a call from him. And, uh, you know, he owns some stores and not knowing that they've been around, what, 20, 21 years or more. And we got to talking and we, we met for lunch in Fairfax and I met out there and he said, well, look, let's pitch you up with some, um, some insoles. I said, okay. And when I took the pictures of my feet, and then I know it, I used to get up in the morning with top of my feet, my, my planter's flashing was hurting and stuff like that. I had no idea how flat my feet really was uh-huh. until I saw the picture. He said, look, we're going to fit you with this, and let's try this for a while. And, um, you know, I wore them for about two months or so, and, and it, it was hard getting used to it because of the way it is. It was a three-tier three three system. In the morning, you put on a pair of uh, insoles that you wear for about an hour and a half. You know, I put them on, go to work, and walk around for a while, go to breakfast in them. Then you put your ones you're going to want all day. And now I get to the point now, the ones I wear all day, man, I can wear them to, to, to tomorrow and don't even feel them. And and, mm. and, and with that, you know, my, my knees, I, I got bad knees anyway. But but the pain that I used to have, not not nearly what it used to be with those in my back. You know, I can get up out the chair now and don't feel that old backache that I used to feel because I guess what it does, it put that pressure up on those joints and things like that and, and got that arch in my, my feet. And, and I, I recommend to anybody, everybody, I went to the basketball tournament and everybody say, you that guy that's on that good feet commercial, how do you feel? You know, <laughs> I, I had to explain to them how it worked. Yeah, well, I got to get me some of those, you know. But, but I can honestly say that um, in the last six months, that I can really feel what what they've done for me, and and I'm a, I'm a always be part of the Good Feet group because I mean because I know what it's done for me, and I'm getting older, and I know without those ain't nothing I can do. 
Maybe okay. I didn't. If they got feet. if they got one guy from Louisiana feet feeling right, well, they need to get another one. You tell Jonathan <laughs> Brian Mitchell looking I'm, for him. Hey, hey I'm, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> you, when, when you wham, I'm sure you will feel a different man because you know I've I've had insoles and stuff like that all my life, but but never to the point that you can feel what they're really doing for you. Do they, and, do uh, they do them for different like like some people have just their casual shoes. Some people have their their tennis shoes that they work out with. Some have dress shoes. Do they make them for different levels of shoes? No, the, the, the thing about it, when they make them for you, you can what they do, they give you some insole where you can put in your shoe and put your, your insole up under it. It, it. That's how it works. Oh, okay. You know, whatever pair of shoes, and they're perfect. That's the good part about it. All, all my shoes, you know, when I put them in there, everything fits perfect. You never know. When you take the, old, the insole out of your shoe and put these insoles in there, you know, you don't, you can't tell the difference. No more than the fact when you first start, you you feel the pressure in in in, in the matter of your your feet and stuff like that until you get to the point that it's done what it's supposed to do and you got that arch that you need and you you start feeling better. Doug, we appreciate your time. Appreciate my, you, brother. My only concern with the arch support is I have very stinky feet, so I don't know that I want to be yeah. paying those well, insoles. I don't, I don't think they, most of us would get the smell those if you just put them on and tie them up. Well, they, they, need to, they need to make the good feet insoles with the uh, – they, they have the, they, yeah, for Breeze and for JP. <laughs> I, I was talking to Jonathan about that. Make sure that we have the Febreze good feet. <laughs> you see, you see what happens. I start talking to two guys. It's gonna be the time lapse. You know, look, look, they're gonna be a time lapse. Every like hour, it drop a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got a little button you push, right? <laughs> Listen, you want me to drop a little every hour? No, nah, that's make all right. It happen. Nah, that's all right. Doug, thank you <laughs> for right, the Doug, time, appreciate man. It, we really appreciate it. Hey, good talking to you all, man. All right. Have a good day. That's all the right. legendary Doug <laughs> Williams right there. Some very interesting stuff talking about the quarterbacks, and then, of course, Brian made fun of my feet. I want nobody well, to Well, you go, say your feet was stinky. I, I, from a source. Nobody <laughs> go anywhere. Uh, there's a lot going on in the quarterback financial market, Jeff. There's a lot going on in the financial market. Ben White will help us break it down. Don't go anywhere.